Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dare to Disagree, your weekly episodic podcast where we, a couple of regular Joes out here in the world, let y'all know exactly what the fuck you guys are fucking up. I'll be your host, co-host, Jonathan Esther out of California. This is Little in the Dark, Colorado. This is Puppet Master in the middle of none of your fucking business, and uh, I got a special guest, Mr. Motown. Oh! <laughs> that was going to be my next fucking street name, man. That's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys, uh, you guys want to start, or you want me to start? Well, I, I did. Uh, I wanted to take the, the namesake for the show real quick, which is, uh, I'm pretty sure we all saw the whole Birdman fiasco, right? Yeah. Jesus. Now, uh, a good a good friend of the show was you know came and talked to us and said, hey, you know that guy really needs to be serious because that guy does have the potential to actually fucking wipe this guy out. You know. He does. He very and much he, does. You know, he said uh, when he grew up around the same area that uh, Birdman grew up in, these threats were something really seriously uh, deadly. You know, the, the guy really would fucking pull some shit. If uh, he had enough of a reason to, uh, which is crazy to me, you know. But there was one part of the interview that I, I, I think it was a real quick thing. It was right before everybody left, and right before Birdman made this other hilarious statement, which is, "Are you all finished? Are y'all done?" Which a uh, classic, classic literary genius, you know. But what the guy said was, "Why are you coming at me? I'm the radio guy. Did you go after?" This person, name it like another rapper. And that's a really good point. Like, why the fuck did this guy pick some fucking radio announcer of all people to suddenly nut up and fucking go harass this guy about it? This guy is nowhere near. Solomon got nowhere near the only person making fun of Birdman. Okay? That dude's been taking fucking heat since he used to make out with fucking little, uh, what's that guy's name? Little Wayne. Little Wayne, yeah. But out of the blue, out of all these fucking, you know, gangster fucking rappers that have been talking shit about Birdman, Birdman picks the fucking radio pronouncer <laughs> to go harass. So I thought that was uh, a little ridiculous, you know. And Charles uh, Panessa, you said something all the time uh, along the same lines too. Of, it's a little ridiculous to say, hey, I'm coming to you, talking to you like a man when you brought fucking ten other guys with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I don't know. Did you watch the whole sequence of events that led to that interview? No, no, no. I just watched the interview. All right. Cliff notes. So there's been a series of things that The Breakfast Club, the show is called The Breakfast Club, and the, the main host is called Charlemagne the God, and he's got a two other hosts with him, a chick and another dude. And it's been, it's been an ongoing segment that they started going on about Birdman because – of the issue with Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne was having issues with his contract, so Birdman's name kept coming up because that's the problem Lil Wayne was having issues with. This is, as you mentioned, the guy that Lil Wayne has kissed on the mouth for a repeated amount of years and called father. That was not his father. Now, little side note to that story, Birdman now has a protege called Young Thug who is notorious for being probably gay. So there's been a bunch of stories circulating about well, maybe Birdman, but whatever. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> so, so back to Birdman. So this whole thing starts going down, and then they kind of get a bunch of people on the show, and one of the most high-profile people on the show, the, well, actually two of them, 
The first one was uh, Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy is kind of a big deal in the South. Another guy like Birdman who, you know who he's like? He's like, um, you know Katy Perry, right? Yeah. All right, do you remember the song... Um, What's that? There's no going back. Like, are you ready for a perfect world? There's no going back. And then there's a rapper that raps. Uh, no. There was a really recent song. I forgot what the name of the song is. But it, it's got pyramids and Egyptians and all. But anyway, there's a guy who raps in it called Juicy J. Juicy J is part of that crew of, like, people that are popular now. That are really gangster. Kind of like Ice Cube or... Uh, or uh, CeeLo Green, the guy who sings in Nas Barkley, Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, people forget that guy's a legit thug. He is not a joke. He's, there are probably people that have been beat up or killed because of that guy. <laughs> but they've hit a level of fame where people don't notice it. Well, when all this happened, Birdman was getting offended because, uh, uh, what's his name? Rick Ross went on the show and made a big stunt about I don't really affiliate with Birdman anymore based on the way he treated Lil Wayne. So Trick Daddy says something about it. He's a big name in the South. Rick Ross says something about it. He's a big name in the South. And the Lil Wayne issues keep compounding. So Birdman has come up in conversation a couple times. And each time he never looks good. Well, the beginning of that video that they don't show you is Birdman recording himself at an airport getting on a on a Learjet or whatever, one of those jets. And he's claiming that he's getting on four of them with a squad to go to New York to deal with this. So if Birdman's story is correct, he loaded up four jets to go to New York to muscle in on a radio DJ. Yeah. And the radio DJ wasn't even the one, only one talking that yeah. shit. Oh, no, no, there's been tons of people talking. That's why everybody's confused. But there's already other issues with allegations that Birdman might have something to do with Lil Wayne's tour bus getting shot. Oh, shit. Yeah, this happened a little while. So this has gotten pretty, pretty deep for a while now. And there are issues here. But like, like, like the other friend talked about with this whole thing, here's the issue I have with this whole situation more than anything. I think this is a stupid stunt for Birdman because, okay, let's say Charlemagne the God walks out tomorrow morning, has a cold, sneezes, stumbles, cracks his head on the pavement, and dies. Whose door do you think they're knocking on? Yeah, but, I mean, at the end of the day, Birdman might be stupid, but he is also rich. I mean, true. you know, true. Well, I know one, uh, one, you know, famous, beloved NFL player's wife who happened to fall down on a knife and almost cut her own goddamn head off that he walked. Yeah. You know, so it's, you know, if, if he was just some fucking low-level fucking uh, black guy, just some fucking random dude off the street, yeah, that's yes. with him. But he's a rich guy. Once you're rich, your fucking skin color doesn't matter anymore. You know, that's that shit's out there. Yeah, but messing, messing around with the radio station money, I don't know how radio station money is. But the way, I, the way I was looking at it is if, you know, Dr. Dre started threatening Anderson Cooper, I'm sure Time Warner money tops Dr. Dre money. Yeah, but it's not the radio stations that's going to be prosecuting Birdman. Oh, true that. All right. You know, he's just going up against the state. Then never mind. I guess, I guess Charlemagne the God better be quiet then. 
Yeah, and I mean they they can you know if you're the victim's rich sometimes they can't provide you know certain assistance that wouldn't be otherwise but and you know people would have bigger reason to really chase the shit down. If I got killed, you know nobody'd have a good reason to give a shit. But somebody popular and wealthy, they they could might do something. But I don't know. That's kind of my thing. We we've kind of proven in this country that uh, having money will get you off a lot of shit. So True. I don't know if he's that uh, that far off base that he can walk on it. You know, our, our friend who was talking about was saying, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he, that guy does get fucking smacked. Yeah. And Birdman doesn't get anything for it. You know, he well, said it's happened before and it hasn't been an issue. Even that, even if that's the case, in the court of public opinion, Birdman is kind of fucked. Because the way he handled that shit was just horrible. I mean, he made no point to address any issue ever. He walked in there. Kind of acted like a jackass and left. I have yet to find one person that I know who thinks any of that behavior was okay. You know, even the people that like Birdman. Because it's like, I don't even know what he was mad about. And when he had the chance to explain himself, he just walked out after throwing his tantrum. You know what it reminded me of is uh, if you've seen Kung Fu Hustle, at one point there's this guy who's kind of like a, a <laughs> low-level right <laughs> low criminal, okay? And he goes into this little town... And, like, uh, I think he got caught stealing or something like that. Like, the town's standing up to him. So he's picking out people to kick their ass. And he'll, like, point over. Like, he sees, like, this skinny little guy. He, like, points over. Come over here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight you. And that guy stands up. He's, like, seven feet tall, right? He said, no, 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 no. You, you sit down. He sees a little kid. He points. Come over here, little kid. The little kid comes out of the crowd, and he's just ripped. You know, just this <laughs> fucking body built. No, no, no. You go sit down. That's what kind of big, the, the bird band did here. You know, all these people talking shit about him, and he's like, oh, radio announcer. That's the one you want to go fucking lay down the law to. <laughs> hey, man. It's very silly, but I guess the guy's a threat. Has that has that ever happened in, in any other genre of music aside from hip-hop? I've been struggling trying to find one. I'm pretty sure I heard some stories about Johnny Cash threatening some radio hosts. You know, there's, there's been some fucked up things that, so, you know, the, I think the issue that hip-hop has, uh, rap and hip-hop has that a lot of the other ones don't, is it's such a big deal for them to make sure this shit is public that they're doing. They're making these threats, they're causing this violence, blah, blah, blah. So it gets public. You know, I've, I've heard of managers of other bands, like rock bands, like kidnapping and beating their fucking bands. Like doing Horrible shit, but they kept it the best they could on the down low. You know? I mean, yeah. there, there's a rumor going around that has some fucking credence to it, and it'll never be proven one way or another, that uh, Jimi Hendrix, him and his girlfriend were killed by his fucking manager's label, something like that, you know? Somebody in his fucking little entourage here, you know? So it's... I, I think there totally has been. I just don't think... All the other groups kind of made a point of it to try and keep it on the down low, you know. And with rap and hip hop, it's part of their freaking uh, image they're selling to keep that shit. You know, I want everybody to notice. But you hear that, uh, that response to Young Thug? <laughs> oh no, no, what was that? Please. Oh man, Young Thug like threatened to torture and beat Charlemagne the God, right? The God. Jesus and uh, <laughs> he, he fucking responded 
in such a beautiful way, man. Like, <laughs> I got to give him credit for that. Let me see. Uh, hold on, while you, while you do that, while you do that, I found a fun little list, courtesy of Cracked, about uh, 21 artists who did uh, terrible things that we've forgotten. <laughs> here it is, right here. Well, Please right, torture ahead. me, Charlamagne replied. I don't know and I don't want to know. All I'm thinking is blunts and penises, and I don't want no problem. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a, a good point, man. That, you know, young thug tortured you to death. That might be extra bad, you know. He might fucking fuck you to death, you know. Take you out some seriously horrible way. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Love it. Oh well, well, I had a, I, I was gonna just hit the last the last nine. Well, there's Elvis who used to have uh, sleepovers with fourteen year old girls. Hey, man, that was the that was back uh, in the day, though. Uh huh. Right. There's a Don King who stomped a guy to death. Yeah, people forget about that. Obviously, you got classics like, uh, like uh, what's his name? Who was a Tupac's manager? Oh, Freaking uh, Suge Knight. Suge <laughs> Knight is a all-time class guy. Uh, Laura Bush, when she was 17. Ran a stop sign on an unlit truck road and killed some dude. Yeah, but could he sing? <laughs> exactly. I rest my case. True. Fair enough. John Wayne is quoted to say, I believe in white supremacy until blacks are educated to the point of responsibility. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's something most people tend to forget. You know? I'll tell you what, man. I'll believe in white supremacy once white people are trained in that. But <laughs> there's a Teddy Roosevelt. It was out of the question to expect them, the Texans, to submit to the mastery of the weaker race. And by weaker race, he's talking about the Mexican. Jesus. Oh well. Uh, we all know Nelson Mandela spent 27 years in. In prison, but let's also remember that he founded Umkonto with Swizze, the terrorist arm of the ANC, which was responsible for at least 156 acts of sabotage, torture, execution, use of land mile and rural, rural roads, and over 130 deaths in total. Yeah, so, well, you know, he he, uh, he did say he was regretful of that. So <laughs> that's no. all that matters. So, I mean. <laughs> I mean, what I, I guess what I'm saying is in the scope of awful things famous people have done, yeah, maybe maybe Charlemagne the God is all right. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's just silly, man. It's just it was silly very silly. Shit it was silly from start to finish. That whole thing was silly. But then again, Birdman's career is silly at this point. And the, the bigger issue is, is it brought legitimacy to what Charlemagne was saying. You know yep. what I mean? Like this, what this told you, like somebody came up to Birdman and said, "Man, this shit he's talking about on Breakfast Club. What do you think about it?" I don't listen to that show. Do you listen to that show? Who cares? You know, <laughs> let him talk to himself. All that shit. I mean, it doesn't matter to me. That's how you shut him down. You know. Now you said. Now it makes it sound like, man, this has been keep. This guy's so important to you that it's been keeping you up all night. You gotta load up four jets full of people to run down to fucking go talk to this guy, harass him, shit. Oh, 
Just so you know, by the way, recently, as in like within the last 24 hours, Lil Wayne posted a picture of him posing with none other than Rick Ross and Trick Daddy. Jesus. So this, ladies and gentlemen, is nowhere near done. Nowhere near done. But uh, I mean, did you did you hear some of the allegations uh, that they had about Birdman? Why there've been so many issues with Birdman? No, no. All right. So well, let's run down the gamut here. I gotta pull it up as we speak. Ah, Christ. Because there were some issues with Birdman not releasing Lil Wayne's newest album and Lil Wayne having some requests to alter his contract deal that Birdman didn't want to legitimize. So I'm trying to find more details about it, but I don't know. I don't see it here. It's around somewhere. All right, here we go. Give me a second. I just got it. So... Little Wayne and Birdman, uh, let's see, uh, Christ, can't find the exact one. All right, there's obviously the murder plot that everybody thinks uh, he got his tour bus shot up. While police are linking rapper Birdman and Young Thug to the April hit in Atlanta, it seems one of them would like to clear the air. According to sources, Wayne's former mentor, Birdman, reportedly reached out to tell him that he has nothing to do with it and will help him figure out who the culprits are, of course. Considering the two have been on worse terms as of late, with Birdman supposedly throwing a drink at Wheezy off. Oh, this is just tabloid nonsense. My bad. I can't find the actual well, one. I look I, around. I think I may have found it. What they're saying is uh, cash money has failed to pay you know, the bills that they're contractually obligated to pay, making uh, young money fucking liable for lawsuits. Yep. Uh, you know, freaking little way young money owned 49%, so they should have gotten... 49% of the profits off Drake's shit, Cash Money's refusing to even talk about how much money Drake has made. That's some yep. serious fucking cash on the table right there. Yep. Uh, allegedly refused to sign artist Little Wayne's wanted to sign. Uh, refused to show him accounting statements regarding money he's potentially owed. Yeah, dude. I mean, it, it looks... Yeah, it, and this is this is not a recent thing. This has been ongoing for years. It's just recently that Lil Wayne, within about the last three years, that Lil Wayne has really kind of started making a public fuss about it. Because until then, he kept it in private. Because, yeah. you know, it's his dad. Jesus. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's, it's been it's been interesting. All of that while Lil Wayne is having seizures off a of cough syrup. So, you know. <laughs> the, whole, the whole family's not doing too good right now. I would talk a lot of shit about him, but I'm fucking hopped up right now because I'm all kinds of sick. But, uh, yeah, dude, that, that's crazy. And it, it's, it kind of makes me feel good about, you know, hopefully if these guys can rip off their artists that bad, I should be able to take a, a little chunk of the pie, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We'll see. Just, there just has to be a pie to take. It's just kind of unfortunate because there's an exact opposite to this kind of story. That guy I was talking about, Juicy J, the guy on the song with Katy Perry, He's part of a three six. Oh no, not Juicy. Is Juicy J part of three six mafia? Yeah, yeah. He should be part of three six mafia. Uh, but he and his group have gone around and actually improved themselves and been a lot better and are actually moving up in society and they do their part here and there to help the South. There are other guys like uh, um, 
Trick Daddy, as I mentioned before. I know uh, David Banner is a big Southern artist that makes a point to going back and trying to get people to, you know, study in school and go back. There's a bunch of these other artists doing dope stuff that get no attention whatsoever. But this guy, this guy gets attention. Yeah. Freaking, that's the annoying part about these, man. It's like it's same stories when you hear, like, they're talking about a Miley Cyrus while a girl like uh, the girl that was in Harry Potter goes back to school to finish her college degree. Nobody's talking about that. They're focusing on Miley Cyrus. It's just like, Jesus, man. Go with the action, isn't it? They want to see, see ignorance, you know? Is that the action, though? <laughs> to me, it's kind of like when you see people watching, like, the Miss America pageant. It's like, just go on Instagram, dude. You'll find way hotter showing way more. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole topic for another show. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But if, if we're, if we're going to get on that, on the topic of artists, we, we obviously have to address Prince. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Prince being gone. That makes uh, that makes quite a couple. That was Prince. Who, who went earlier in the year, aside from Prince? Uh, Hold on. But, uh, you know, it's kind of is a, a little... Amusing is a, uh, you know, Prince time. It caused a whole flurry of shit. That's almost kind of remind me of what we were talking about with the whole uh, bombing scenarios, where a bunch of people who I'd never even heard of caring about Prince suddenly cared about Prince. Okay. Yeah. And then there was the counter guard wheel. A bunch of people wanting to call out those people. Man, I bet you can't even name so three songs by Prince. Like, man, he probably couldn't even name four songs by Prince until he fucking died, you know? Like, it, it's okay. You know, he, he's, he's, he's kind of past his prime. Nobody, nobody's been crazy listening to him. It doesn't mean we don't respect that, what he's done as a freaking artist, you know? But uh, it's been kind of amusing to see that shit go down. But another kind of amusing thing is what a lot of people skip around is... I, I The things I love about Prince is... Number one, he did his own shit. Okay? He, yeah. Obviously, he didn't really take any cues from each society, from anybody, about how he was going to dress, how he was going to act, how he was going to fucking talk. He, he did what he was going to do, what he felt was right. I love when people do what they want to do with their lives, you know? And I think Prince is a perfect fucking example of that. Okay? Number two, he is great proof, and I do pull it up when I have young bucks talking about, man, you know, I just... Man, I, you know, girls don't find me attractive. If you're a guy, you are fine, okay? Unless you look like a fucking pills have eyes mewing, okay? <laughs> if you're a woman and you're not attractive, your your options are severely limited, okay? If you're a guy and you're not attractive, you still got a chance. That's just how it, Prince is not an attractive man. He's not yeah. a fucking anything somebody would characterize as manly. You know how tall was he? He's like five foot three, something like that. Yeah, he's a, he's a minuscule human being. Tiny, tiny little guy, and he fucked like the who's who's of girls I fantasized about when I was a teenager. Like the dude, <laughs> every single one of them. You know, when I first heard that there was a dead body found in Prince's fucking house, I thought he fucked another girl to death, and they didn't hide the body well enough this time. You know, like, that's just the man he is. You know, I love that about him. He that that's. It, it, it enables other men to go out there and, you know, if I could go out there, act like how I want to act, be the person who I want to be, 
and hopefully still pull trim even on the a percentage of the level Prince did. That's living life right there, you know. Well, for me, the the real heartbreak about this whole thing, like Prince, uh, Lemmy from Motorhead, David Bowie, all those guys, like Bill Withers, all those guys, is I don't know if we're ever. I'm sure we are. I just can't figure out in the future how that's going to make sense because I'm sure, you know, our parents and their parents felt the same way when their icons died. They were like, we'll never see icons again. But I really don't know if something like the internet can ever allow for global icons like that anymore. I mean, there was a time when you said Michael Jackson, whether you're here or yeah, in the jungle in Vietnam or you were in like literally in villages in Africa, you said Michael Jackson. Somebody knew who you were talking about. Someone in the crowd would perk up. Be like, yeah, I know who Mike is. I think Prince is, is one of those dying breeds of people that just influenced everything. Like, okay, arguably, you are a bigger Prince fan than I am, to be quite honest. I'm not that big into Prince's music. I, I like his music plenty, but he probably had a bigger influence on you than he did on me, just based on your love of... Uh, Little red Corvette. Yeah, and it, it was just so, because that was kind of the, the time frame of music I was in when I was younger, you know? Well, it wasn't until his death that I kind of, well, actually I knew it before his death, but I, I was reminded after his death that, no, 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 I take it back. I was actually hugely influenced by Prince because, as you know, I'm a comic book fan. I dig anything superhero related. And Prince happens to be the guy thoroughly in charge of the soundtrack for the very first Batman movie with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. Oh, Jesus. The entire soundtrack was that. a Prince thing. Yeah. Like, I remembered that, but it took me a second to go back and look around when I was going back to my, you know, Miss Prince playlist. And I was like, wait, there was that song of his that I liked called Party Man. That's not on any album because it's on the Batman soundtrack, which he was the entire guy who kind of did that thing. Yeah. There were a vein of these things. Like Queen is, people don't know this, but Queen was single-handedly responsible for the entire soundtrack of Flash Gordon, the original Flash Gordon. If there, was, if, if there was a remake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you, if you hear the songs now, it absolutely makes sense. But I don't, I think the last time I heard of any artist having that influential a role in anything of another medium like that was when uh, Daft Punk did the soundtrack for Tron. Yeah. And I don't know if we're going to get to see that anymore. Because Daft Punk is by no way, shape, or form as iconic as Prince was. Even though they're legendary, they're just nowhere, they just didn't influence as many circles as Prince did. Hip hop, rock, R&B, blues, movies, television, as you said, fashion. This is a guy who ran around in a onesie with roller skates in it and still got laid by everybody in his vicinity. Yep. You know? Skate up and take your bitch. It's crazy. <laughs> in a heartbeat. Him and David Bowie went through a the Bowie went through a period where it was just kinda like if if your girl was standing next to you and they walked up, it didn't really matter what you were doing. They they're taking her. <laughs> yeah. They're walking away with her. And you would you would you wouldn't even fight it. No, the only thing I'll be doing is poking holes in the condom. So, honey, we're about to make some money off this shit. But it is, it is kind of um, 
it's kind of sad to see it. I hope it's not the end of the era of icons. Is my thing. I hope. I hope you know. I mean, Drake is plenty famous, but Drake isn't famous in Europe the way Prince was famous all over the world when he was famous, or Michael Jackson or David Bowie. So I'm hoping that's not the end of the era of icons because it definitely feels like it. Well, luckily for you, uh, what's his name? Uh, Justin Bieber made sure to come out and tell everybody that uh, the priests were not all dead yet, that he's still around. Oh, my so. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that Just kid, that. man. He knows how to stir some shit, dude. He is uh, always yeah. on it. <laughs> man, I still think, for me, I, I was... I was all about, you know, he's young and rich. Let him do what he does until he went to the freaking Anne Frank Museum and wrote down Anne Frank would have been a believer. <laughs> a fucking ego on your face, you son of a bitch. Just, I was just done right there. <laughs> I was done. Jesus. <laughs> just how, like going down to South Africa. Nelson Mandela would have been a believer. Shut the hell up and get out of here, man. What are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? Oh my Just... God. I can't even handle that kid, man. He's he's funny like all the fucking time. Dude. Like hey, every time damn. I hear about him, I'm gonna laugh. It's just it's so much. Hey, you damn lame, man. <laughs> and the sad part is like I, I have like a niece who loves him, and I've I've like cataloged like you know he did this 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 and this. Don't care, love him. I'm like ah, oh, you're you're gonna be one of those groupies. All right, got it. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Well, in all honesty, I mean, the shit he's done is pretty minor. To- compared to the shit we've allowed other artists to get away with. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Fucking Dr. Sure. Dre beat a woman's ass threw her down a staircase. You know, what, what has Bieber done other than talk shit and sound stupid, you know? Like, I mean, we, we, I, I know you can't see it. People get a little too amped up about that, that kind of shit, you know? No, no, no. It's, it's, I'm not amped up. It's just an annoyance. Like, I know you can't see it, but I'm actually currently wearing, I just realized, a Ray Rice jersey. Jesus. <laughs> I I forgot to to throw that thing away. I still got it. The only time that it ever really happened to me, because I I, I try to keep it separate. You know, like uh, Tom Cruise. Uh, I think his beliefs are fucking stupid. Okay, like I've ever seen him in an interview with some some, uh, uh, journalist or something like that talking to him about how there is no, you know, psychological problems don't exist. Like all of psychology is fake. Are you kidding me? Like, how does that even make sense? You're telling me somebody, one of the restaurants where I go to, this girl was born with a short little T-Rex arm. Okay? Like, yep. this joint right here is shortened, and the other one, I mean, like, literally her elbow almost connects to her wrist, and that's what she's got, right? Does she have a full hand? Yeah. 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 So, I see. I'd, I'd date her. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, too. just be interesting, you know? You imagine Imagine how big your dick looks in that hand. You know, you know why I was laughing. I was laughing because that's a scene in the new Deadpool movie. I know, right? There's a scene. There's a scene about that. It's just great. But my thing is, how how can you see something like that going? Like, okay, this lady was born with this deformity, but there's absolutely no positive chance. There's no chance that somebody could have a deformity in their brain. You know, some chemical imbalance, something wired wrong. It's yeah. the most complex system we have in our body. Yeah, there's probably going to be something. I think 90 fucking percent of us are fucked up in some way or another. True that. Just, but I'll tell you what. I, I currently work in a rehab, and I get to watch med seekers and people coming off of drug binges 
dealing with that stuff. And I've only been in there for a little bit, but I can tell you one thing that is very common with uh, with that kind of thing. It's it's uh, paranoia and uh, always being right, which is a really interesting combination I'm getting used to watching. <laughs> Just being extremely paranoid and never being wrong all in the same brain. It's very fascinating to watch. But sorry, that was a, that was a sidetrack from your point. Yeah, it, it it just so anyway. I think I think his beliefs are fucking stupid. We've gone over Scientology on the show before. It, it's, it's it's stupid. Okay, not not really that Scientology really is reaching all that far. It's just other religions have the comfort of their origins being way back in the day where you really can't prove. Are, are these people full of shit? You know, you can't go and look. You know, that's an issue Mormons have too. You know, Mormons make claims that they can be proved they're full of shit. Like, they try to claim the Indians were, like, Israelites that got transported over to the U.S. to be the first Americans there. No, we, we ran the fucking genetic testing. No, they're, they're from Asia. Dumbass. They're not Israel, Israeli, you know, but, uh, or Israelites. But uh, <clears throat> how, how could you believe that there could be no possible deformity in the brain? But I could still watch a Tom Cruise movie. Because I think he's a great fucking actor. You know, I love, you know, if I see a movie, I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I hear Tom Cruise, you know, I'll go watch this, okay? The one time that that didn't work for me is I used to listen to a musician called uh, Ted Nugent. Uh, I'm sure Nugent! Uh, yeah, the, he, he was, I, I enjoyed him because he was ridiculous, okay? Like, you know, he, the way he came about was literally he was just so ridiculous of an act. That he kind of took over the band, you know, almost caused a problem in his old band because he was still on the show. He, he was just a ridiculous fucking guy. Then he was a, a super uh, big time hunter, you know, had owned this huge wildlife reserve, went out bow hunting, all this shit. I, I'd love, I would listen to this guy when I was a kid. I was fucking broke as hell, so I had like three CDs. It was like Foreigner, Van Halen, Ted Nugent. I would listen to that shit every morning because I had a computer class in the morning. That's what I got no, to. You know, you suddenly make a lot more, more sense. So, <laughs> listen to this guy. For you you years. really suddenly make a lot more sense. <laughs> listen to this guy for years, and all of a sudden, I hear a story of this guy was potentially drafted to Vietnam. Okay. Mm-hmm. He told now who knows if this is true, but this is from his own mouth. This is what he told the fucking reporters that for a week straight he pissed and shit himself and didn't change his pants, underwear, just stewed in his piss and shit for a week straight. I think he was like had a weird ass diet where he was eating this, you know, garbage food, then went to the fucking draft thing to get his medical check, and of course they threw him out of there saying he was disgusting. And he was laughing about it, like, yeah, you know, they weren't going to draft me. I'm not going to fight some more. But if I did, I would have been a lieutenant colonel immediately because I would have been one of the craziest killers out there. <clears throat> and then all the time he's talking about, like, he wants to be the voice of fucking current military guys. Obama's a scumbag. He doesn't take care of our troops. We want to don't, – don't fucking say we, asshole. You pissed and shit yourself to make sure you weren't one of us. You don't get to fucking run back on the 11th hour now that you're way out of draft age, and now all of a sudden you want to be part of the fucking group. Get the fuck out of here, you know? So after that point, really I, I didn't intend it, but every time I would hear a Ted Nugent song, I would think about this stupidity that fell out of his mouth 
and have to change it. Now I, I can't even listen to that shit anymore. All right, so here's a question. That's that's how you feel about separating your artists from their ridiculousness, right? Yeah. So what happens if an artist like shares a personal, like a lot more of their personal life in their art? Can you can you now delve into their ridiculousness? For example, the the reason I'm bringing this uh, this question up is recently I don't know if you guys know, but the Queen Bay released Lemonade, her latest yeah. album. Uh, I, yeah. I haven't listened to it yet, but I heard. I, yeah, I, well, I watched the video. All right, yeah. So did you did you get a chance to listen to some of those fun lyrics? Yeah. All right. So for those that don't know who have been living under some kind of rock somewhere, Beyonce announced about two or three weeks ago that she was releasing her album on HBO as a one-hour music video and on Tidal only. That was it. Those were the two platforms for as long as the future holds until, I don't know, way later down the line when she'll release it to iTunes and all that. Um but when she released it, a lot of people thought, based on her Super Bowl performance, it was going to be one of those black power type albums, empowering women type albums, yada, yada, yada. But what it ended up being is an album full of lines like this one, quote, looking at my watch, he should have been home. Today I regret the night I put that ring on. He always got them fucking excuses. Or first thing I'd like lines to point like, out is... That didn't run. <laughs> <laughs> or lines like, he only want me when I'm not here. He better call Becky with the good hair. Which, side note, people think Becky is a model called Rachel Roy. Yeah. So people started hounding Rachel Ray for like 24 hours after the music video, thinking she was the one who had done this. Until Rachel Ray... Rachel Ray had to release an official statement saying, I'm not Rachel Roy, for God's sakes. Yeah, I don't even have good hair. Double back. <laughs> so, I mean, it ended up just being an album full of a lady kind of talking about indiscretions by her husband and yada, yada, yada. And, of course, they've asked Jay-Z. Jay-Z said he's aware of it, fully supports her, like that motherfucker has a choice. <laughs> but, all right, so in that regards... Is that okay to delve into that artist's shenanigans, like into their private life, considering they're using it as art? Well, I, I mean, I never thought that you couldn't, especially if it was art. I, sorry, I thought for some reason I took it from your last statement that but, you were saying. You what I try over. and do is, I, no, I, I do try and separate where if I don't like a, a person for the character, I don't care if you're a good actor or a good musician, I should still listen to you. That's why I noticed that I could no longer listen to Ted Nugent's shit. You know, and it was it yeah. was a change for me because I, I've had multiple fucking actors that I you know I totally disagree with their beliefs, but I'll still listen to what they put out. You know, it doesn't if you're fucking and we we talked about before. That's a big issue I think women in positions of leadership have, which is I've seen multiple times, and it's not perfect. Some guys, a lot of guys, fuck it up. Okay, well they'll have an employee who they totally don't like. They think this person's disgusting, think he's a fucking, you know, jackass, you know, hate his politics, blah, blah, blah. But he's a good worker at the job, so they'll keep him forever. Mm. With women, that's a whole different they don't they don't like you for some reason, then it doesn't matter if you're good at your job. They want you to fuck out, you know? Yeah. 
I've seen that a whole lot more often with women attacking other, usually other women, than men attacking anybody else. You know, I, I could totally dislike this guy. This guy's a fucking idiot. He has the stupidest goddamn opinions of anybody I've ever met. But hey, he could sell a fucking bathtub, so we're keeping him around. You know. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think the difference here, like me personally, I don't care about their personal life. I appreciate whatever art they're, and that's it. Like it, there is a very big separation for me. However, I think the difference between the Ted Nugent thing and what you're talking about, um, uh, Jonathan Esther, is Ted Nugent hit something that's very personal to Alone in the Dark, yeah. in that in those statements, and that that's why that's why it affects, and that's why he can't listen to Ted Nugent anymore. I don't take anything personal about what Beyonce has to fucking say, and I'm I'm never going to like I don't care that much about her or her her lyrics. It's the music yeah. that I will or won't appreciate. Yeah, and, you know, it would be a different thing if Beyonce came out talking about, like, how she hates fucking veterans or something like that. You know? Yeah. Well, if she didn't have good reasons, because, to be honest, there's some good fucking reasons to dislike some veterans. I deal with these motherfuckers all the time, and I want to strangle them all the fucking time. You know? Like, you should have heard this totally made-up story this guy posted on one of these veterans' websites. Like, he picked up some people who worked at the VA. He was an Uber driver. And these people just, by, you know, just decided, I guess, to talk about how much they hated veterans and how much of whiners they are and how badly they do their jobs. Apparently, they're just telling this to everybody that they come across. So he got to listen to it. Then he kicked them out and made a walk the last five miles. Sure, dude. <laughs> like, what I'm actually going to do is get whatever ride you gave to me for free, and then I'm going to get picked up by another fucking car, probably for free, too. I'm not walking five miles. So, and of course, all the veterans loved it. Loved yeah. hearing that shit. Yeah, dude, you should have told, why didn't you go talk to the boss? Uh, well, and I chimed in, it's because it's all in his imagination. That's why he didn't go talk to, he didn't report this shit. He, he made this whole thing up. This, See, this is I, all bullshit. <laughs> I think you... I take your Justin Bieber stance when it comes to veterans because I get to watch them pick up women out here, and that's just nothing quite like watching some private PFC or Lance Corporal talk about his epic stories to some chick yeah. who could care less in a bar. Yeah. And you know what? I I make fun of those guys whenever I see him. The fucking PFC with his dog tags hanging out on his chest. With the somebody, oh, it's please, so somebody understand I'm in the military. Oh, no, dude. I thought you had that ridiculous haircut because you liked it. No, I, I would have never guessed. We're fucking 16 feet from the base. You got that haircut. How would have I guessed? But... The people who I think are more embarrassing are the guys who went in, served four years, been out for 20-something years, and the first thing they tell you about themselves, yeah, man, I was a Marine. Like those fucking idiots. Yeah. When we went we out to go play pool. pool. Those yep. motherfuckers stopped us. Hey, yeah, me and my buddy are Marines, man. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> and poor fucking Mike got involved in the conversation. So what would you guys serve? Oh, yeah, like 83 to 87. Get the fuck away from me, dude. <laughs> you, you've been, you, you, if you had a kid after you left the military, that kid will be old enough to fucking vote. Don't come over here. Don't want to drink. You know, Probably even get a discount on their insurance for being over 25. What the fuck is that the first thing you're talking about when somebody comes to talk to you? I don't want to tell people I'm a veteran, but I at least want to get to know somebody first before I go down that fucking path. You know? <laughs> 
these motherfuckers were hounding us about that shit. So I, I, I totally understand that, but I don't know, man. It was just the, the not only him skipping the draft, which I think is embarrassing, okay? And I totally understand that the war of Vietnam bullshit, okay? I, I think that's pretty much the consensus in the U.S., okay? But the thing is, is you skipping out on the draft means you're not there to, number one, protect somebody's back, Number two, try and make this as low impact as possible. Do your part to, hey, this is war's bullshit, but I'm going to go do my part to protect my fellow citizens because they got to go. I guess I got to go. And make sure that this is as clean as a war can be, which is, is, is filthy. But at least do your fucking part. You know, there, there's a story about one guy, a helicopter pilot, where some... U.S. troops were about to go massacre a fucking village, and he put his took off with his helicopter, landed between them and the village, and had his machine gunner get ready to gun these people down. Stop the whole thing right there. And it was a huge fiasco. Like that guy was like, some people wanted to give him awards for what he did, other people wanted to throw him in the fucking Leavenworth for what he did, call him a traitor and shit like that. I mean, senators were discussing this, talking about throwing this guy in fucking prison. It's crazy. But that's one guy doing what he thought was right to make this as low impact as possible. That's what you should do if you're getting drafted. Yeah, I, I, I think it's bullshit. I do think it's garbage that the draft seems to suspiciously target low-income people since they can't afford to go to school to skip the draft, you know. Okay. But at least do your part. And if you're going to skip the draft... Especially, don't pretend like you're one of the fucking the crew when you're talking about military people. That dude just done fucking nothing for military people, okay? So don't don't run around here talking like you're fucking one of the guys, you know? That's my bitch about that. All right, all right, all right, gents, I gotta roll. All right, man. Yeah, we're we're about to shut it down anyway, so. All right, Thanks well, for your presence there, puppet master. Yep, yep. Uh... My my boy uh, Motown said you guys were very entertaining. Glad <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Later, so that was Puppet Master. I mean, I was okay. gonna go on this whole other thing, but seems like we're uh, we're about to hit time, man. So you got uh, you got any parting shots? Uh, shit, I did, but I forgot. You go ahead, man. I'll see if I remember. Well, well, let me go ahead and. And hit my parting shot. We already we already hit Prince, but uh, but uh, I uh, I was gonna hit uh, what what the hell was I gonna hit a little while ago? Uh, congratulations to our next president, Hillary Clinton slash Donald Trump. Either or. So there there you go, America. There you go. You know what? Uh, I'll be happy. You know, one thing I do, because I think this this has been a pretty disgusting uh, election, you know, it's, yeah. it's been terrible. But the thing I enjoy is it seems so many people have been watching about because everybody's you know so uptight about their candidate. Everybody in this election is like, if my candidate doesn't win, we're all going to hell in a handbasket. You know, that's, that's everybody these days. Every consensus, yeah. But... It's causing people to really watch closely how these things operate. And I think people are learning so much about 
Like it seemed like so many people thought this whole primary system was like an actual constitutional entity. No, these these fuckers made it up. Republicans and Democrats do not exist in any real way in the country. They made this yeah. shit up as they go along, and they they get the option to like uh, Colorado. If you heard about Colorado, one of the things they did that pissed off a lot of people is instead of them having a primary, they just said, we don't need to waste all that time. This state's going to uh, Ted Cruz. <laughs> now, Ted Cruz may have won it. I think he was kind of a, a slated to win it. But that's pretty crazy when you could just skip not even having your citizens vote on it and just make the decision for them. whole lot of Trump supporters out here that were fucking furious, as those people are. You know, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm enjoying that people are getting to see this. I think hopefully people have a much clearer uh, look at how this shit works and how fucked we really are, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm just glad that we're finally getting to the tail end of this. I just I, at this point, I've I've cut off Facebook fightings. I don't even read the posts anymore. I'm done arguing. I just I just want it to be over at this point because it's just like, all right, we know where we're headed. We have the final players in this game. None of these guys are really anything that I'm down for. You guys have your fun. You know, come come the vote. We'll see if I feel like voting. As of right now, it doesn't look like it. Because if it comes down to between Hillary and Donald Trump, I mean, honestly, what's the difference? You know, what's the difference? And the funny thing is, is uh, I totally dislike Donald Trump. I think it's fucking disgusting, and I want to see him lose. But I almost feel like he would be the less damaging candidate <laughs> because yeah, no, no. that's the only. Not not because of anything he would do. It's just him being an outsider. Republicans will hate him. Democrats will hate him. You know, you can't be a president and just decide what you want. To, I mean, as much shit as we talk about uh, what's like executive orders, you need congressional support to do any real massive changes to the, the U.S. He's not going to have it. With Hillary, yeah. that's a different story. So even though I think she would be she would make slightly better decisions than Trump. Trump's bad decisions won't make it anywhere. Her pretty bad decisions are going to make it. So I'm really caught in a fucking thing. I'm, I'm definitely not voting for either one of them. But I don't know who I want to yeah, vote, yeah. you know? Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of the problem. Like at this point, I'm, I'm legitimately kind of in the same boat you are, which is, which is, yeah, like the only reason I think Hillary would be a better candidate is I think she has the greater chance to get anything accomplished. That's literally the only reason I I think Hillary would be a better candidate. But the things yeah, she would get accomplished. She's the worst one, is because. <laughs> but it, and that's what I was gonna say. The flip side to that is the things she would get accomplished, though. I just based on her rhetoric, I I don't know if I'm down for anything that seems like she would be down for. I don't know. I I just I haven't heard anything that she said on the campaign trail or in her books or anything that kind of led me to believe that she might not change her opinion three months into her presidency. And one thing I'd like to be clear about, I don't, uh, what's that called? I don't disparage anybody who is supporting Hillary or Trump. Because, I mean, I, yeah. I wrote that whole article on Trump, how I think 
even though I dislike Trump, even though I think he's a disgusting candidate, even compared to the other ones, okay, I do think he's worse. Because of his seriously non-establishment position, I think the Republicans are going to reap a lot of benefits by having them him as their nominee. Next year, the Republicans aren't going to feel have this this the stick up their ass like they've had the last at least as long as I've been alive, which is whatever the fuck we put in front of you, you guys are going to vote for it. That's it. You get to deal with it. Don't 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 come here and fucking act like you guys have a right. You guys just need to cast your votes. And that's what people have been doing. That's what Democrats. You hear Democrats all the time go. You know, uh, Hillary people are bitching out other people. You guys need to support Hillary because if she doesn't win, we got a Republican. That's been the idea for this whole time, you know. I think next year the Republicans are going to – the RNC is going to put together a much better crew that fits what their consensus wants because they've got this warning this year that if we don't like what you put out there, we're going to pick this piece of shit and kick all your candidates out. Do that once, and they're going to learn a fucking lesson. On the Democrat side, I do understand why people support Hillary Clinton and not support Bernie Sanders. One thing that Bernie Sanders did, or actually didn't do, that I thought was embarrassing is, you know, when you're a presidential candidate, there's a thing called, uh, I can't think of the, the actually actual wording for it, but it's like step-down funding, which is, yeah, I want to be president, but I can't do anything as president without Congress supporting me. So all these millions of millions of dollars I'm breaking in for my campaign, I'm going to send some of my money over to these contested uh, congressional seats and help these guys get elected, help these Democrats get elected to get in position so that when I need their vote, they're there to vote for me. You know, they're there to, okay, they, she wants to pass this, and I'll vote for to pass this, you know. Bernie Sanders hasn't done that at all. And he's made some serious fucking money. He's done no step-down campaigning. So especially as radical as Bernie Sanders is, if there's a Republican Congress and Bernie Sanders is president, he's not going to do anything. <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no way universal health care is going to come about with a Republican Congress and Bernie Sanders, of all people, that you know, good part of the Democrats don't even support. You know? <laughs> He's not even going to have a 100% Democrat support. So him not doing any step-down funding, and you know, kind of one of the reasons that it was put out there, I don't know if it was officially by him or just by his campaign, was, hey, you guys got to remember at the end of the day, I'm not a fucking Democrat. I'm just using you guys because I know if me running as an independent, I wouldn't win. So I do understand why Democrats aren't supporting it and are going to the, the actual Democrat fucking candidate. But I can't do it. That's that's mine. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm I'm right I'm right there with you. But uh, aside from that, I was also gonna throw out there, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in one week, Captain America: Civil War. This Saturday is Free Comic Book Day. Support your local comic book establishment. That's coming from a superhero fan. That includes picking up your copy of Dawn the Mask on Amazon, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, D good friend, good, good friend, Slow Chemical made that, and he has uh, other projects coming on. So stay tuned. Yeah, uh, in the house yeah man, I think back here. I got to get his autograph. But uh, check us out on Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube's as you are seeing right now, 
and uh, other places where fine podcasts are found. Google Play and iTunes. Yep, Google Play and iTunes too. So, uh, I mean, that'll be it for me, man. You got anything else to wrap up aside from that? I'm, I'm no. done. Let's get out of here. All right, that's been uh, that's been the show. See y'all next Thursday. I've been your host, Jonathan Esther, out of California. This is a little in the dark. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. Yeah, you guys, you guys stay fun. <laughs>